Hey kids, it's time for Counting with Bruce Springsteen! Him and little Steven are singing on the same mic because they've made lots of money, but they cannot afford another mic <laughs> for little Steven. Yeah, you know. <laughs> They're always back to back. They have so many rock cliches. <laughs> it's the best. I know. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, Bipolar Rock and Roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash, the whatever. It's uh, New Year's Eve. The Taters and I are here and we're doing work. We're in, we're. Well, everybody else is out there laughing and joking. Old Tater Sex and the Prince of Podcasting are in here cooking and smoking, baby. Shucking and jiving. There's a little bit of the American Dream doth the roll, baby. <laughs> the second most recognizable athlete in the world. <laughs> Episode 139, <coughs> New Year's Eve special, which is going to come out on January 2nd. At least January 2nd. Wednesday's January. Yeah. Yeah. Third. Third, it'll be the third. Ha <laughs> ha! Who cares? Man, I hate this. Um, anyway. I'm, you hate what? Uh, I don't know. Not knowing what day <laughs> it is. <laughs> See, better not be the show, sir. No, well. Uh, this is a bright spot. Yeah, this is all we got. This is the only reason I smile every weekend. Uh, I'm joined by old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. Of course, he is the former intercontinental champion. He accidentally pinned Wahoo McDaniel in a tournament to get to the finals. Wahoo McDaniel, bit of a drinker. I don't know if you guys knew that. Well, it pinned Wahoo McDaniel to get to the finals of a tournament in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And then uh, he pinned uh, Tito Santana in the finals. Yeah. Tito Santana was high on mescaline, and he forgot the spot, thought he was supposed to get rolled up and pinned. You carried that title for 13 seconds before they sent out the ultimate warrior to... Shoot, crush you. Dispatch me. He literally took care of you with ease. Like, it was a shoot fight. You didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> it was I, think I, I think I could have put up a, a decent fight. If you could just Ultimate make warrior. it last 15 seconds. Yeah. But that's that's how it goes with a, a warrior. Yeah, but I'll challenge him to a uh, to a mic fight anytime. <laughs> as in, Are you going to try to cut a promo? promo? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. You would shred him on that. <laughs> oh, my words with destrucity. <laughs> <laughs> the thunder and the lightning from heaven From heaven and the fires from hell <laughs> Combined to make a Warrior rain God he was terrible Loved him <laughs> But it was awful When I was a kid I loved him I was like I don't know what he's saying But this is amazing Yeah He's got face paint and he's ripped 
<laughs> jacked. <coughs> Look at his tits. I know. Jesus. All the energy. <laughs> Shaking the fucking Just ring. Sprint to the ring. <laughs> He's always doing like that. Uh, oh, Lord. It's been a hell of a hell of a year, my friend. It has. Been the worst year of my life. I don't know. I don't really I don't really think about things that way. I started lifting weights this year. That's a good thing. Yeah. I'm the strongest man in the world now. Yeah, you're up there. Three time podcast uh WVPA man of the year. And I'm here next week we might hear if we won the po- overall podcast of the year. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Pretty sure we're gonna That's win. where Elena is. She's uh she's trying to ensure that. You know, she's Oh, she's doing some things. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, the Baroness of Breasticles once again absent. She would have won Woman of the Year, but you have to appear on more than two shows <laughs> to, to qualify. All she had to do was be here thrice. Thrice. Three times in 365 days. Couldn't make it happen. <laughs> Get well soon. <laughs> Get well, Poon. Hey. We Aaron? I, I told them that. Did, did the... What? Were you informed that I said that or something? I told them to get well soon. I yeah. don't believe them. I just think they're tanking. Okay. I don't think they're really sick. <laughs> you think they're sandbagging? I think they're sandbagging. They want to see if we can do this without them. Guess what? Totally can. <laughs> Knocking it out of the park. <laughs> they don't start, just hand me these awards. <laughs> we need to start auditioning this is, These awards aren't something that I just made up out of nowhere. And they just. If you were to choose one celebrity to help us on the show, who would it be? <sighs> Gary Busey. God, that's a good fucking that's choice. That's a great choice. God, that's a good choice. <laughs> I mean, I, I want can't to, follow that. I one. want somebody that we can get. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if we can pull our money together, and get, we could get Busey. Get, we could get Busey. Uh, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what do you call this? Is this a pillow fort? <laughs> Let me make up an anagram. This does people not look- in. <laughs> This does not look structurally sound. I'll, I'm going to call my son Jake Busey and see what he has to say about it. He's only slightly less ugly than me. <laughs> Jake Busey is a handsome man. Remember Gary Busey when he was a kid, though? He's pretty he was, yeah, he was handsome. He played Buddy Holly. Yeah. Did he ever? Got an Oscar for that. Yeah. Oscar nomination. At anyway. least a nom- I, don't I, don't know, I don't know if he won, won one. I don't know. I don't think he did. Depends on the competition that year. I... Posted something Did on you? Twitter. No what a thing. Talking about <laughs> talking about things that are. Um, I was I was trying to entice Ed Martin into a fight on on uh, on Twitter, and he was not having any of it. Ed Martin, who's that? He's some douchebag that goes on all the talking head shows. Let's see. Did you see the poll? Up? No, you're not on Facebook anymore. But I post, posted a great poll on Facebook. What is it? Let me show it to you. Uh, uh. <laughs> posted a poll right here on Facebook, and it is: if you had to choose one word to describe Trump's presidency so far, would it be awesome or tremendous? There's the only two choices. Yeah, and those are the gifts that go along with. It. <laughs> <laughs> are there people really voting on that? Yeah, six million votes. <laughs> oh, but not on yours. No, not okay. a whole lot of people voted on it. I think people think I'm being serious. God, that one where he's pumping his fist. That, that's, <laughs> that's that is WWE the time. Yet. I know that is the time I would like to to have come out of the. Okay, if I'd have kept drinking, I would have at one point. Well, this is gotten on steroids drinking. really bad. You were drinking real hard. I know that's what I'm saying. That. I'm saying if that's true. 
I wish I would have been around that. You wish time. you'd have been at that particular show. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, if I had just given up all hope and started taking steroids and just gone on down a real uh, Travis Bickle fucking road and just come out of the crowd and fucking knock the shit out of his ass. Just, just knock the just shit right out of his blasted ass. blasted him. Like, put it, like, hit him with a fucking animal fucking shoulder block and just crush his head against the ring. That would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> At this point, did you did you hate Donald Trump that much? I've always like hated Donald Trump. Five, I have I always hated Donald Trump. Never, never. I'm not sure I ever uttered his name until he's I, it just president. every fucking every interview he's ever given. Every just that fucking smarmy bullshit fucking tone of his and everything. I've always hated that motherfucker. Well, he does have a smarmy bullshit tone. I'll, I'll give you. I'll oh give man, you. even the old interviews. Let me tell you something, Bruce. That that I was just like, dude, you're a fucking hack. You're you're nothing. Even I could tell it back then. I was a kid, and I could tell what kind of piece of shit he was. You know, I remember saying to my mom, <clears throat> he's on TV. And I was like, I really don't like that guy. I remember saying this, and she's like, Why? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't like him. You know, There's something weird about him because I, uh, you've heard, you've heard, you've heard, Jesus. you've heard. You've heard stories about whenever he was a kid and his dad would have like a building going up or whatever. Mm. He would spend all of his time talking with the guys building it. Yeah. So he sort of, he sort of did learn that, like the be a normal person thing, sort of. Like he, he, he communicates with normal people very well somehow. I don't know fucking how he does. Um, he's the kind of person. They eat it up a little bit. You know? He's the kind of person though that if I met him in person, <clears throat> I would try to be nice, and then it w- and then I could I could just feel a scene coming. You know what I mean? Like he would start to pull because apparently he like for one thing that he would not get me with that fucking handshake. Oh. I would crush his fucking hand. <laughs> you know, just well, I've heard from people that have done stuff with him, like Jeffrey Ross did the roast with him. Mm. He's very personable. I'm sure he he's is. Very, like, but it's all he's bullshit. Always, he's always trying to make other people laugh. And, yeah, and everything, but. uh he told he did he had to tell him like what during the rose is like this isn't fun unless you you're having fun while we're doing this to you you know mm-hmm. so when we're roasting you at least pretend like it's a good time you know yeah even if you don't like what they're saying I and the only and the only thing that was off limits to him is the only thing that's truly important to him they could not make fun of his actual income how much yeah they couldn't yeah. Uh, they couldn't make him seem less wealthy than he actually was yeah than what he portrays yes. He's, and he's definitely not the, as wealthy as he portrays. Maybe in land holdings, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But as far as actual liquid cash, I don't know. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's not Gordon Gecko. He's not, you know. He's not. Chuck Taterson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot your name there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. So who you were trying to get in a fight with? Oh, Ed Martin. He's a. Ed, Eagle Ed Martin, he's a douchebag. Eagle! He puts up shit like this. Life begins at conception and ends at Planned Parenthood. Good one, Ed, you fucking douche nozzle. But, but then he put up this. He's, and, a real, he's a real clever guy. Actually, he is kind of clever in interviews, but, he's, but he gets really... The thing, I, I can imagine myself on these interviews, and somebody like Sam Harris... If, oh. if he went after him, would <laughs> rattle the shit out of him because he just doesn't get ruffled. You know what I mean? That is, Sam Harris have, have you ever watched is unruffable. Like he's, have you ever seen his thing with Ben Affleck? 
<laughs> I've seen bits and pieces. Ben Affleck, oh man, just gets his go. That's see, that's and I like Affleck as an actor. As a dude, I don't know. Maybe as a dude, like hanging he's out a with. fucking he's a he's a virtue signaler. But as a dude just to hang out with, he'd probably say faggot a bunch. I guarantee it. Oh, and, oh yeah. And, uh, he's a fucking Boston punk. He's faggots. Okay. What is your favorite Trump win of, two, 20, of 2017? I put... Uh, I know what I put. I just want to see. This is compelling audio for the listener. Now, wait a second. You're I, really I put his... You're hot. <laughs> I said his stunning defeat of anorexia. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. No, nobody liked it. I like it. <laughs> it's been seen by 49 people. I like it a lot. That's um, hilarious. And, uh, that, yeah, and he didn't, uh, and I, I can see, I know he saw it because only like three people commented or no, it was six comments. So mine was one of them. I know that fucker saw it and I, and I hope he's like, ah, oh, it's good. That's a good one. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he defeated his battle against Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> he defeated good, good taste. <laughs> Trump won good taste zero. <laughs> but then some of the best But I was going to say this This he, is He defeated a well done steak with ketchup <laughs> He's completely demoralized He defeated it. two filet of Who eats two filet of fish sandwiches You can have one a decade And you're good he eats, he eats two at a setting I've had two before Really? Yeah and it's not, not a fan not a, not a good But he has two filet of fish And two Big Macs After two Big Macs How's that fat fuck still alive? <laughs> I mean he's he's in horrible shape You've seen him. I mean, he, he's he's, he's awful. A beautiful man. <laughs> he's he'd be terrifying naked. Like, oh, oh God. no. <laughs> Two of the best tweets I've retweeted were uh, in June of 1982, Raiders of the Lost Ark, ET. Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, Blade Runner, and The Road Warrior were all in the theater at the same time. Oh Jesus! No shit, right? I was like, you got choices wow. to make there. You know, I was got, five, you and know, I <laughs> you know, got enough money to go see one movie. Uh, that would have been the worst. Like, well, all right, we're, we're going to try to get this all done, you know, because you only go like once a week, so you have to. Well, but they kept movies in a long time then, even though Blade Runner was not out for long. Uh, commercial failure. So it was critical the success. The new one was. I mean, it, I think it made its money back. I'm sure it did. And it definitely It's a hardcore following, like me, even though I didn't go see it. You know, it was just one of those weird moments was, where we couldn't get there. Yeah, we just never had the chance to, to get there. It was weird. Right. But uh, <laughs> Pat Oswalt, of course, coming up with some of the best ones, he's like saying, I cannot come up with a title for my hot, older Appalachian, Appalachian women's screenplay. Oh, well, might as well grab a snack, Eureka! <laughs> Cougar Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with the best shit, dude. His brother is funny too. I think his brother might be funnier than him. It's uh, I don't. What else? What else? His brother worked on Matt Oswald. Um. Do you think that they like made a conscious decision? You're going to do the stand up because you're weirder looking, and it's kind of a. Well, I mean, of course, one's going to be the performer. You know, not just one. Usually that's the way it goes. You have one kid that's a performer and one kid, you know, and I don't even know. I think he only has the one sibling, I think. But he, he is involved 
in the one of the funniest jokes Patton Oswalt tells about them going drunk to see Jerry Maguire, and yeah. <laughs> at the end it pulls up to Tom Cruise's face, and you know he's giving that dumbass speech at the end. And Jerry Maguire's a lump of shit. I hate that fucking movie. I haven't seen it in twenty years. Uh, it's, it was okay. Cameron Crow, big swing and a miss from Cameron Crow. Very disappointed. One Oscars, everybody loved it. <laughs> yeah, they did, but that doesn't really, you know. As a working Girl was nominated for an Oscar. Wow, what a piece of shit! But um, it pulls up to his face and said, "We live." In a, <laughs> at the end, he said, "Matt just looked up and went, fuck you." <laughs> And he said, and he bent over laughing. He's always, he's like, it's a two hour setup for one joke. And it's the funniest thing. What does he say? Huh? We live in a, uh, in a, in a, in a cynical world. And she's like, she, you had me at hello, that whole bullshit speech. Every girl do that, man. Yeah. He will do that kind of stuff. He did it in almost, but sometimes it works. It it works in almost famous. Say anything. Works and say anything. You know who is, who has dispatched him in my esteem though lately? Who? Richard Linkletter. Oh, yeah. Guy's fucking awesome, man. He put out something recently. Uh, There was Boy, which I haven't seen yet. It's like 26 hours long. Boyhood. Boyhood, yeah. Yeah. There was... uh, It's about three hours, I think. There was uh, Everybody Wants Some, which I thought was really good. Love that fucking movie, man. I'm addicted to that movie. (laughs) Well, the thing is, there's really not a lot of conflict. Like, we're going to play baseball. Well, see, that's the thing, okay? That is my point. I was telling somebody... Yeah, and uh, everybody that'll listen, and it's not many, about um, the reason it works is because there there are no villains, there is no major conflict, there's nothing heavy existential going on, it is just a slice of life from 1980 with these guys going to play like three, college baseball. It might be three weeks of time it's, that passes. No, that's, it's three days. Three it's days, a, it's okay. a weekend. He gets there on a Friday, and Saturday and Sunday, and then class starts Monday, you know? So he gets to meet all his teammates, and... You know, of course, the first two he meets are are not friendly. You know, and then there, there's the the one guy played He's a by freshman, right? Yes, and apparently, I think it's based on Linkletter himself. Maybe I, I need to look that up to see if he actually did play college ball because he's big into baseball. You can tell. I mean, he was. It's it was a theme in Days Confused. It was in this. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure he played. I probably he's probably pretty good. He's a Texas baseball player. You know what I mean? Texas, they turn him out. Yeah, they do, and they play year round. So. Um, That's all I wanted when I was a kid was to be able to play year round. Never liked baseball. You know, it's the one sport I wasn't good at. Not to toot my own horn, but I was good at basketball. I was. A, you look like you'd be good at basketball. Uh, Tall and slender no, as you are. It's odd. I, <laughs> I, I was. I well, was you actually, take up space. You can fucking block out. I didn't always look like this. No, you know what I mean, though. I mean, you were you you were not always you weren't like skinny or anything, were you? It, at one point, yeah, I kind of was. I mean, but I still like that was that skinny before you start putting on the weight. Yeah. I played one one season of basketball that wasn't in like a a fall league. Right. It was officially for the school, and I was basically in there get some fouls, get some rebounds, outlet passes. That's about yeah. it. Actually, I was a skill player. They made me a point guard at one point. Briefly. It didn't work out well because I wasn't good with the pressure. You have to get the ball up the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, uh, I was enough, I was a good enough ball handler. They thought I could have really done it. You know what I mean? But I just wasn't good with it. But at once, I was good at driving to the basket. I was an aggressive, aggressive basketball player. I was a tough basketball player like I was a tough football player. I wasn't the best athlete, 
but I was athletic enough and tough enough that that, that combination made me a, a good player, you know. But I quit playing at about eighth grade was the last time I played. And then I didn't want to play in high school because I just wanted to play football. I didn't like it. Like, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't getting any better because there was guys that have always played. Right. And I always just played in the front yard and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the conditioning for it, which you actually need. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the fucking... Uh, Suicide. The shuffling, yeah. the suicides, the minute tens. Suicides were the worst, dude. Didn't like that. So. God, aptly named. I thought I was going to die running them. I, would I probably would. If I tried to run them now, I probably would die. <laughs> I would rather just line up and hit somebody that's three feet away from me and yeah. get lots of brain damage. My da- yeah. My dad, though, he was one of these big proponents of, well, you play basketball to stay in shape for football. And in all in in reality, you Those train for football. So different. Things. I know you train for football to be good at football. If people understood that shit, you know what I mean. That's a single way school though. We need everybody playing every sport. Fuck you. I don't want to play. And baseball. The the, the point of the story is baseball is something I was never good at. I played one g- good game of baseball in my life. It was it was just Sandlot, and I was fucking killing the ball, like knocking the shit out of it. Wasn't good at fielding, you know. But we were just me and my brother were playing with. Like a couple of guys, Stockton Martin and Adam, and his, you know, a bunch of guys who, you know, who actually were good baseball players. Um, and for some reason that day, I just decided to swing the bat and I was fucking killing it. But that's it. That's the only good <laughs> game of baseball I ever played. You know, I, when I was real little and they made me play minor league, mother's minor league baseball, <coughs> I wouldn't swing the bat. Hmm. I was scared to swing the bat. Baseball's. You can learn to play it, but there comes a point where either you're going to be good at it or, or you're not. not. Yeah. And because it's a whole thing. Like, there's a guy 60 feet away from you that's throwing a thing at you, and you have a, a round bat that's trying to hit a round ball. Yeah. And there's people all over the fucking place. Yeah. How are you going to hit it where there's not somebody? It's a whole thing. It's, it's, it is a demonstration, a remarkable demonstration of human skill. I, and I was amazing at it. The best in the world. And uh, <laughs> I hurt my shoulder playing football, and I couldn't do it anymore. I was I was decent. I was okay, I think. Well, that's, I mean, everybody wants some. They had all these ultra-competitive guys. Apparently, this school was really good at baseball. I don't know if it's a fictional school. It was in Texas, and um, as everything he makes is in Texas. And um, I remember one of the best scenes is the guy, the big guy, the guy who was going to be a pro ball player as a hitter. You know, He was actually in Road to Perdition. He played Tom Hanks' son. And um, he was he got big man. He's a big dude, but eighties big. Like he was he was muscular. But see, none of them, I, I like the way they cast that movie. None of them were like in the weight room real big. None of them were John Cena. Or- no, no. I mean, and that's the thing. Even back then, the eighties had a certain look. Like guys looked. You know, they didn't have the advances in the knowledge of weights that we have. The skinny guys that they cast were really good. Yeah. Because they looked like 80s skinny guys. Yeah. And even the muscular guys looked like 80s muscular guys. You know what I mean? And he was, he, a guy bet him that he couldn't take an axe and split a baseball. And he did it. I don't even know if that's possible. I'm not sure. I'm sure it I'm is. I'm sure it is. But the, he, one guy picks it up. He said, man, do you know how strong you have to be to do that? And I guess I didn't. And your, your eyes, you have to have superior judgment, you know, hand-eye coordination and all that shit. So... I love the movie because um, the music's great. All the performances are awesome. There's nothing. 
that really bad or heavy happens, it is a relaxing but also very. They're good just movie. trying to get pussy. Yeah, that's about that's it. the whole movie. <laughs> and they do, and he does it first, and he meets the girl he likes, and you know, I, I thought it was it's one of those wrencher. He is good at making a movie sweet. Like when you're really, it's not real heavy handed. No, because that's where Cameron Crowe can really. Yeah, lay he's. On the ham. I mean, he's <laughs> fucking. He can. He can really. He can, man. Like, um, but when his touch is light, it's really light. And when, and it's when really Cameron Crowe hits it, like um, Vanilla Sky, I used to love that movie. Then I watched it a few years ago, and I was like, "That's dog shit." It's not dog shit. There's a lot of it's that's really great. Yeah, and there, but somebody basically redid it on um. Uh, la- the last season of Black Mirror. It's uh, called San Junipero. Yeah, it's about when people die, like they're on their way to die. They can upload their consciousness to this other world called San Junipero, hmm. where you can go in any decade and be yourself. That's awesome. And that's basically what Vanilla Sky's about. Like something terrible happens to Tom Cruise, and they upload his consciousness into the Lucid Dream, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, things like. Whatever you do, it's like a video game. Whatever you do has consequences. Mm-hmm. Things can go really bad or they can go really good. And that's that's what the the, the uh, Vanilla Sky was about. Well, that's the question. If you could choose a time period, which time period would you choose to live in? Jesus fucking, I don't know. Let me think. We can run down this top three, okay? The 60s might have been great. They also might have been dog shit. They were so turbulent. Being an adult in the 80s might have been pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, there's drawbacks to anything. I know. I think 1980, uh, around the time period of everybody wants some. But you know what I'd choose to be? To be as strong and have the knowledge of football that I have now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would be a fucking monster. Like, it would be. Go back to the 60s. Oh, man. You would kill people. Yeah, but you only get paid like 18 bucks a game. Eh, fuck it. Yeah, but you know what? You might get put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're. How the fuck is this guy so strong? Whatever team you end up playing for, you're like. You you like. um, You end up being their color common. And, yeah, and you're doing, you're doing the local uh, car salesman yeah, commercials. Yeah, awesome. Take it from me, old Chucky Tater Sacks. <laughs> you'll never get a better deal in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Just like Major Harris does now around here. <laughs> Trust me, at Tater Sacks Auto, we sack the competition because sacks would be like it's what I was known meaning, for. Though. Yeah, it'd be what I was known for. You know, the the Irish thing and being because of course I would want to be if I was going to play for a pro team it would be Chicago. Mm. Be an Irish player for Chicago. That would be awesome. And you could, uh, in your commercials, you'd be eating a big sausage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the fucking tropes of fucking a free Chicago. sausage with every car. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a cigar. Ditka. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was watching Gung Ho today. Were you? With uh, That is Michael Keaton in the and, car. And George Went. Oh, I love George Went. He was really good in that. He's a really good actor, dude. I don't think he ever got a, the credit that he deserved. What hours did these motherfuckers on Cheers work for them to always be at the bar? Norm really didn't work. Like, he's an accountant. Yeah, he was and, in and out of work all yeah, the time. Yeah. But, was, like, the postman. 
Hell, I don't know. <laughs> is he, he driving around dude, his van? He's fucking hilarious. Is Cliff Clavin driving Cliff around Clavin. his van? Ah, let me tell you that, Nami. <laughs> he had that really oh, hard. I don't know if you would have. I don't know if that was a Southie accent. Was that a Southie accent? A lot of people think that Cheers is purgatory. There's a case, I suppose. But they've done other. They've done episodes outside of the bar. But most of the episodes are just in the fucking bar. Well, I mean, you can make you can make any theory and make it fit. Yeah. Like, I choose to make theories about things like uh, Gummo. I think Gummo is hell. I think it's set in hell. And the people don't know it. And that's the reason it's, it's hell. It's such a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it's fucking disturbing as shit. And one of the reasons it's so disturbing, because it's just like in our world enough, but it's off kilter enough it's to like, make you... It's like an hour and a half <clears throat> of the, uh, of the uh, fucking... Wild Bill, Buffalo Bill scenes from uh Yes, it is. It's like uh, just weird, yes. like that weird songs playing. <laughs> like what's the name of that song? Something horses. Beer for my horses by Toby Keith was in that movie. Was uh, in Gummo? No. <laughs> I'm talking about Songs of the Lambs. That weird song they. Oh, played. that was uh, Something Horses. Is that the one? That, I'd fuck me. Would you? She be old fat person. Oh wait. <laughs> His voice was so person. Oh man <laughs> You want that number <laughs> When he knew he was caught No way You big old fat person <laughs> That guy was really good man yeah. <laughs> What is this Buffalo I want to I want to know the name of that song Buffalo Bill sounds the last What is the name of the song Goodbye horses God here we go Uh. Who's, who's who? Who sings it? I have no idea. It's already just fucking weird. Such a movie. <laughs> I've watched this movie recently. Now <laughs> they got it. <laughs> oh, why? You should be called Fat Person. <laughs> Got his nipples pierced. You ever met a girl with her nipples pierced? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not into it. Girls I don't down like it. to fuck. I understand, but why ruin the most perfect thing that God ever created? What if her tits a are all, What if her tits are all stupid and weird looking? I guess it could bring up the. It could bring up the game. <laughs> Just put a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of varnish a little on bit that flare. A little, a little bit of chrome on that fender. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing here? We're just running our mouths. Uh, should we do? Um, Favorite things, whatever. I think this whole episode has been favorite. That's what basically what we're doing, man. It's the end of the year. Let's just discuss our favorite things from the year. We did that last week. Let's do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Favorite things. Um, Hey, this week I'm just gonna do for this week. uh, Watch the first couple episodes of Black Mirror for this new season. Man. Real good. You would love this show. I know, man. I, I really got to. I don't know why my psyche has to do this. That I have to have a starting point and a goal for something, and I don't want to start it because I'm just going to consume my time. You know what I mean? It's basically just a bunch of mini movies. I mean, like I, I've described it before, there's no through line in anything. The through line is that technology, if you're not careful, can fuck you. Right. Which is the same thing with um, Twilight Zone. Right. Technology. It was technology then too, wasn't it? 
Somewhat. I mean, it was it was it was whatever in that one, but in in uh, Twilight was more Twilight Zone was more supernatural. Yeah. Okay. This is technology. Like the it it goes where things things that we don't aren't quite possible yet. Right. But are coming. And uh, what about when the first computer or the first robot goes sentient? They have. No, I'm talking completely full on. Like, well, there was this. Uh, that's going to be scary. There was this robot that was playing chess against, like, uh, I don't know, black belt chess guy in Russia, <laughs> like a thirty seventh degree black belt chess guy in Russia. It's like on Seinfeld. Who's your favorite chess player? Nazarov. <laughs> Something oh, yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was playing against this guy, and in v- very short amount of time, it was doing things that no one had ever seen in chess before. Right. And they were like, okay, shut this fucking thing off. Yeah. Fuck this. But uh what about when the two computers were talking to each talking to each other in a language that they couldn't understand and they both knew what they were doing. They were knew knew what they were talking well, about. Well, I've read that they, they weren't sure that that both computers knew what they were doing. It might have just been gibberish, but they were still freaked out enough to tur- to shut it off. Yeah. You know, when people like Elon, when people like Elon Musk and people like that say, you know, "Yeah, we really need, yeah, we need really need to slow down on this AI thing," just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. It's kind of like okay, when maybe this time we should heed. There was going to be this. Uh, we've talked about this before. About right before World War One or like eighteen ninety, they had a conference in the Hague, and it was a conference about uh, technological advances in warfare. And there was a, something put forth that said, maybe we should just kind of stay the course for a while because they were starting to get alarmed at what the weapons were turning into because they were seeing these giant naval guns that were they're getting ready to make them for the ground and all this shit. And they were seeing the destruction it could rot, you know, it could wreak. And they were just like, oh, man, we're, this is getting scary. Maybe we should slow down. And most countries that were ahead of the curve were for it. <laughs> And most countries that were behind were against it. Germany was way against it. They're just like, why should we have to stop where we are now and let all of you have a... Germany fucks up everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a point. It's not fair. It wasn't fair what was happening to them. But here's the thing. Maybe they should have a conference of scientists about AI saying this should not advance any farther for now. Not for now. You I know? mean, well, the, the gist of the first episode, which has some people that you'll, you'd recognize in it, is there's this guy, he invented this on massive multiplayer online game where you have this thing that you put on your temple, mm-hmm. you lay back in a chair, you're in the world. Okay. You're there, you're doing the stuff. It's it's awesome. Right. And he made a skin to it. Like, a, you know, how they he yeah, modded yeah. it and made a skin to his own game. And he works at this giant company that him and his buddy founded together. His buddy's like an asshole now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that works there. Sounds like Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, sort actually. Of. <laughs> Everybody that works there sort of treats the guy that created the actual game, the the uh, creative guy, just like a afterthought. Like, they 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 respect him, but he's not like... The, in in the hindsight, that is exactly like Steve Wozniak. So. And um, what he he's created a mod where it's his favorite TV show. It is uh, called Sp- Space something, mm-hmm. Starfleet, Space Fleet, Starfleet, something like that, and um, uh, he gets to be the captain. And what he does to fill out his crew, he goes. He has this weird thing 
where he goes around and collects DNA. Like if somebody takes a sip of a coffee cup, sets it, mm-hmm. throws it away, he gets swabs it, and he puts them in the game. Mm-hmm. Which, whenever they go in the game, he does. I guess he does know it. Another thing, they are fully created, fully realized, fully sentient in the game, and they want out, but they're trapped. Oh shit! Yeah, that's weird. And so it creates it basically creates another dimension, mm-hmm. and they hate him. But while he's there, they have to play along like they've got their phasers. <laughs> Was it like a fifty style? It's like a deal. It's basically Star Trek from the gotcha. 60s. from the sixties, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In, in the game, mm-hmm. but whenever he leaves the game, they're like, "Fuck, we got to figure out a way to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they can't figure it out, and it goes on. And it, it's a TV show. Eventually, they fuck figure it out, right? But um. It's fucking really good. It's fucking dark as shit. Yeah, I, I think everybody should watch it. It sounds like there's a there's a uh, a series of books about Tad Williams. I've talked about him before. He wrote the fantasy series that uh, inspired George R. R. Martin to write his fantasy series. It was called Memory Star and Thorn. It's a great fucking series. Actually, he's written a new one. I need to pick up. But anyway, um, he wrote another sci fi series called Otherland. It was five books. I think five books. And it was about this, the Grail Brotherhood Covenant or whatever. It's all these fucking obscenely rich people who don't want to die. So they have uploaded, they've learned how to upload their their consciousness on the computer, like in all its complexity. But each one has staked out space for their own world. They're the god of their own world. So all they have to go through all these different worlds. So, like Sort of like Ego and uh, Guardians? Basically, yes. I mean, only... Except for he wants to take over everybody's world. Well, I mean, but it's like their own universe even because... Yeah. All right, the, and some of the cool ideas they come up with, like one of them was an Egyptian world, which is not terribly inspired, but once they got into it, it's really fucking cool. One of them was the Wizard of Oz. Oz Gone Mad, where <laughs> like uh, all the original members of the people who went to find the wizard are evil like overlords the scarecrow the lion um the tin man all that shit and they're all warlords vying for control of oz and they have control of their i don't know why my dogs are barking i don't either they're, they're finding control of dorothy's and stuff like that's weird I wish you guys would shut up. <laughs> what's, the, what's the deal? Guys? I don't know. You guys want to go out again? The fuck, dude. But another world was uh, was one of them where this guy who loved insects, they were the size of insects to insects. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like he was using it to. Hey, hey. One of them was like a Mexican where he, it was a uh, a world where the Native Americans had developed along their own lines. Hold and on created. a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then the next one, another world, world was where um, Native Americans like the, uh, had been left to develop without European Influence or or domination, you know what I mean. So it was very interesting where they were going with that, and you know it was just all these cool things. But then it was about uh, this girl named Rennie, Irene Sulawayo, and her brother went into a coma after going online. Basically, what was happening is they were using the brains of all these kids who they'd stolen, and and 
not stolen like physically, but stolen mentally when they plugged in their computers. Because this is a, a massive world where people get online. They live online lives, right? So it was that. And then there was this kid in orbit around the, around the Earth in this satellite that was basically um, a psychic kid they found as a baby and turned him into a living computer. That was basically creating. It was weird. It was strange. I want to see this. It was so <laughs> fucking good. This needs to be made into a series. A series would be amazing. I, I get, and they're all these channels are losing out, not grabbing Tad Williams stories I, and going. I, with I them. get a feeling that from what you're telling me, at least a couple of these Black Mirror episodes that I've seen are based on that the four seasons have at least read this guy because absolutely, I can, I, I can. But you're not a big reader, but I have the. I'm going to get the first book. Again, it's called City of Golden Shadow. There's there's one episode where people are basically slaves, mm-hmm. and um, what they what they do they're not really slaves. Like they're basically their job is to create energy, mm-hmm. and the energy is made by games. Okay, and like there's a, a screen in front of you, and you can either run or you're on a bike, and you're firing at these things, and that's you're entertained while you're doing it. For however many hours, and that's what creates energy or whatever they're doing. Okay. So that sort of sounds like some of that. And, of course, the game, the one I was just talking about where the guy de- uploads people into his yes. fucking game. That's, that's That sounds like it's lifted directly. It from very well could be. But it's all like the Matrix and stuff like that. They're all similar. But this guy... These books were huge, for one thing. I mean, he, he doesn't... Uh, Ted Williams is not known for brevity. I mean, it's, you know, the uh, Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, the last book was so big that they could literally not print it in one paperback. They couldn't make a book that big. <laughs> they had to split it up into two, two giant paperbacks, each a thousand pages each. Jeez. So, yes, I mean, it was a massive book. Very, very great book. But these books were so big, and there were so many cool characters. Like, there was Irene Solowayo looking for her brother. There was, she had a... Uh, I'm going to try to say the name. It's going to sound stupid. He was a Bushman. His name was Zebu because you have to click. There was a click before his name. And he was learning how to do it with her. And he had a very, he was very intelligent and had a very, like, not, it was, at first it was a rudimentary grasp of what they were doing, but then he was very, you know, instinctual about it. And then there was the guy who was like the main evil guy. And, you know, there's so he's he one thing he's he's very uh, uh, George R. R. Martin asking his uh, all the characters, and then there was just this one guy who was like going through all the worlds. His name was Paul Jonas, and he was just going his through. His name all- was Jonas. He's carrying the whip, <laughs> but he was he was basically the only the thing that connected all these worlds was a river. And the river could be of any of any size or style. It just was the main data thing carrying it through it. So he's basically following the river, trying to get out. And yeah, I mean, it's actually I, I forgot how brilliant those books are because I'm going to read them again. You know, this is the year. Like I said, my plan for this year is to read all the fantasy series, and that one kind of counts because it's. There are fantasy. Sci-fi there fantasy. are yes, there are sci-fi, but fantasy elements to it. So, I think you would, I think you would love Black Mirror, but I also think it would fuck me up. It would freak you out a little bit, but not maybe not a bad way. I think being freaked out's good. Um, 
Yes. I, I was watching. Uh, being sick is good because I, I'm not forced to get up and do anything. You don't feel bad about later. Yeah, I'm just like, like I'm sick. Fuck it. <laughs> so I threw. I watched. I watched two documentaries today. I watched one called um, Q Question Darwin about how this new. Uh, the new creationist creationism is back, and people are believing in a little, little translation of the Bible. And there was part of me that was like, "Fuck them! What a bunch of dumbasses!" and all that shit. And then the other part of me was just like, "Listen, that's what they believe. They're allowed to believe that." You know, it's as long as we don't make laws around it. Well, that's what they're trying to do. See, that's where it stops. Some more, yeah, yeah. And but then some people use it to to make life. Mean something to make random tragedy less awful, you know, and I can see that. Well, uh, people that don't have a religion a lot of times, which I don't have one, but like all these leftist liberals, they're all atheists, mm-hmm. but their religion becomes atheism, the leftist ideology. Yeah, you must use these pronouns, we will throw you in jail. Fucking stupid. Caitlyn Jenner's a hero, all this stuff. It if it's not that CrossFit becomes irrelevant, you know. Yes, I mean, everybody everybody has something. Like I, I don't really know what mine would be. I guess it would be this running my mouth to <laughs> millions and millions of people. Well, all around this beautiful flat Earth. Yeah, that, that's another thing. The, the flat Earth, flat Earth, is flat Earth, and all that bullshit. You know, it's just people. We're, we're in, you can see in Star in a, Wars, all the plants are round. <laughs> well, there's that. But people <laughs> have come to a point that they're being gaslit so much that they don't believe anything. Donald Trump can literally lie. He can lie. Just flat out lie and say he didn't say something. He said it the day before. We all heard him. And people deep down know that he's lying. I mean, but they still... Believe that he's. You know, see what I'm saying? They, yeah. They they create their own cocooned reality to try to keep themselves away from this shit. You know, that's what happened. That was happening with everyone. We're, you know, this is one of the. This is one of the. Correct me if I'm wrong. Massive drawbacks to this new technology we're in. Everybody can can can, can cocoon oh, themselves. Yeah. In their own reality, they Echo can do whatever. Yes. It's a but it's drama. more than that. Where they can, it's even there. It's it's not just that they're right. It's that they're that this is their world. I mean, I've done it myself. I have my TV. I think everybody with, knows that uh, James Brown said it best. This is a man's world. <laughs> 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 this is a man's world. <laughs> um, no, it, it's and I've done it myself. Like I want to tune reality out. I do it all the time. Well, I I go to my house. I go to my job. Then once I'm done with that, I come home. I watch what I want to watch. I I watch things that complement what I think. You know, if something challenges yeah. me and it pisses me off. In a, in a sense, I was I was going opposite what that is by being pissed off. You guys used to fuck with me for being pissed off. It was because I would expose myself to things that I disagreed with. Now I don't do that anymore. We should. I, yeah, but it makes me so angry. Well, your anger is a gift. I think uh, Rage Against Machines. Yes, they did say that. <laughs> that was in uh, Freedom. They also said to know your enemy. So <laughs> They also said wake up. They certainly did. Freedom, Screaming yeah, right. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good to... I mean, I, I see things that I disagree with all the time. And I see things that I agree with. And I'm usually 
angrier at the people that I agree with because they're just fucking it up. You know, like I have a lot of lefty feelings and opinions, but these motherfuckers are making it so hard to agree with them. You know, well, it's it, it's like Sam Harris was talking about. I really respect him because he's just like they are their own worst enemy because they they you know they'll they're willing to defend something. They're willing to defend Islam with the with the full burqa with these basically women people women enslaved and saying, well, that's part of their culture. Fuck their culture. Their culture is a piece of shit. Fuck that. Like, Fuck it, you know. In Iran, right now, women are taking off the burkas. Yeah, good for them. And they're standing up. This is real feminism happening. Yes, but not coffee house. Uh, hashtag fight like a girl with, with girl, girl, girl. Yeah, Fuck right, you, right, girl. Yeah. Um, but like, there's actual yeah. feminism happening in Iran right now. They're taking off the burkas. Women are getting arrested. All kinds of fucked up shit is happening. Yeah. And Iran, in right around when we were born. It was, it was a, just as westernized. A, as yes, us. it was a first world country. It was beautiful. It was, they said you could walk down the streets of like te, uh, is it Tehran in Iran? Yeah, that's the big. And one. you wouldn't know you weren't in New York City. Mm. A lot of brown people, but if you just look you, at the architecture, you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was very I'm, modern, and it was you know. But they, uh, but over there, they're fighting to not get their clits chopped off and not have to fucking wear beekeepers' outfits. Over here, something like sixty percent of women surveyed in this one survey. Said that if a man asks you for coffee or a date, go out to drinks or whatever, and you don't want to, then that is an unwanted sexual advance and should be considered sexual harassment. That's insane. How are you supposed to try to get laid? How are you even supposed to create to have a. You know what's weird? There is another. Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, but he's don't just, call him normal. He's Al. just annoying. <laughs> Even though I love the movie UHF. God, I love that fucking movie. It's classic. <laughs> but um, there's another series of books by another science fiction writer called... Um, well, it's, he usually writes in, in, du- in not duologies, is what they would be, two books. And... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It always makes me laugh whenever fucking Baxter's getting busy. Um, so they're humping the blanket like it's his job. <laughs> um, it's called uh, Ilium and Olympus. Uh-huh. And it's by uh, Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons, if you ever get a chance to read some of his shit, man, he's fucking great. But um, it's in a, set on these planets that are not Earth. They're basically planets that have been terraformed, and the people have basically become great gods. It's very strange, you know, and um, at one point they were talking about where these people had come from, and in this world, men had ceased to exist because you could now reproduce without sexual, (laughs) without sex, so every person was female. Because men had become an obsolete part of of the species. Who's digging the fucking ditches for these hoes, though? That's what I'm wondering. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Uh, you know, it's it, it was an interesting idea. It's a very good book, um, kind of all over the place. He never really ties up everything. I think he has a bunch of great ideas that never quite come together. It's like it's like a, a Christopher Nolan movie. Some parts of Christopher Nolan movies do not come together at the end. It's the ride. It's not the fucking destination. You know, and yeah. I love that. I'm totally down for that. So, you know, but at the end of this, 
it's discovered that they're just controlling everything and, you know, through giant computers and genetic manipulation and RNA manipulation, all this shit. So I was sitting there thinking, though, all these people who are, you know, just who were women who basically became male so they could they could change their RNA. See what I'm saying? It was just very strange. I was just like, man, this is really, and that's kind of where things are going. Men are, are unwanted now. I mean, we white ones, white men. Yes, of course, because anything we do is just awful. You know, we're, yeah. it's funny. What I mean, that's, that's the only time I agree with somebody like Tommy Laren or something like that. When they talk about how, you know, this bullshit that, that, uh, any minority can say whatever the fuck they want about somebody else, but once we say it, it's, it's racism. It's not racism when you're fucking saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it is. But um, I think the the thing about like, it's it's you're you're not supposed to be uh, masculine anymore. And I think it's a dangerous path to go down, right? Because society will eventually collapse. Who's gonna do? Who's gonna do the stuff? Yeah. It's rough men with fucking calluses on their hands that are actually going out and doing the things that need to be done. It's not Frilly Bob that likes to plant flowers. And there's a place for Frilly Bob. Yeah. I like Frilly Bob. Frilly Bob's fun to hang out with. I'm part Frilly Bob. I'm part Frilly Bob too. I mean, but I think that every, I think that's a path that we need to fully explore as men is that we need to be able to be in touch with that and be tough. I go to a job that at some points is going to be manual labor. That's just the way it fucking is. And, but when I come home, I should be able to garden and stuff unironically. You know what I mean? Like, it's good. I mean, yeah. it, there's reading skills. And, yeah. But like, there, you, there's room for both. I mean, what was it that Miyamoto Mishashi says in the uh, Book of Five Rings? Like, the true warrior. Yeah. Sharp. Did you read mind that? As well as a sword? No. I've just heard other people say it. I read it. It's good. But uh, I can't read Japanese, man. You're the translation, of course. What? They don't do that. <laughs> I've got it in my. You can get on my my Kindle account right now and read all of it. You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. <coughs> but yeah, yeah. There's a. You need to be both. You know what I mean? I mean be able to fuck somebody up and uh, be able to pet a puppy and be like, oh. Well, you know? yeah, that is essentially what he's saying. I mean, he's. But that's the thing about warrior cultures is that, in large part. They were masculine enough that they didn't have to care about what someone was going to think about because you'll kill them for that. Well, it's you like, know what I mean? So it's like MMA fighters. Most of those guys are pretty smart fucking dudes. Yeah. There's a few just straight up meathead dipshits. Animals. Yeah. yeah, there are some of those. War machine. That piece of shit. Yeah, that guy's he a piece of garbage. He should have been put to fucking death. That guy's a piece of garbage. Yeah. But most of them, like, in order just to have all that information of all the different things that can happen to you in a fight mm-hmm. where it's not just boxing. Right. You have to be able to process a lot of information. And most of them read, like, a lot of them have podcasts that are pretty good. Yeah. And they're able to, to talk intelligently about Until they take a few blows. Well, I mean, if you, uh, it takes a long time for the punch trunkness to, to catch up to you. Oh, does it? Yeah. And if you're just getting knocked out, that's a lot better than taking a bunch of shots and not getting knocked out. Right. There's some dudes I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like Mark Hunt, he can eat every shot that you take, that you throw at him and never get knocked out. But I think that's going to hurt him in the long run. Yeah. Rather than just eating three or four good ones and then getting knocked out. <laughs> Big Maori fucker. Yeah. His skull's nine inches thick. I know. So. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, not, 
Well, then you not, have not okay. being able to be a dude. You know, let's put it this if, way: if you if you enjoy just regular guy stuff like drinking with your buddies and watching football, you're oh, you're a bro and you're an idiot. And like, well, sometimes, sometimes I am that. Yeah, but also play guitar and write songs about girls that don't want to fuck me. You know. I write books about where I put women that have rejected me. <laughs> I mean, name them. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I base characters around them. You know, but nobody sees that. They just see these giant, jacked, beautiful men rippling with muscles. <laughs> Speaking of rippling with muscles, uh, uh, there's this documentary series on Netflix called "The Toys That Made Us" that is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. First episode: Star Wars. Yeah, the Kenner, the whole Kenner saga. Everybody passed on Star Wars. Except Kenner. Kenner. Kenner was a small company in Cincinnati. They had a couple things that were hits. Easy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple other things. And then they're the way ones. Way underestimated. Lord, mercy. <laughs> they way <laughs> underestimated what they could do. I mean, overestimated what. The, no, they underestimated the demand for toys. Was that on there? The fact that they had the camp- nobody. Nobody thought that Star Wars was going to be a big deal, and George Lucas didn't start looking for anybody to make the toys until six months before the movie was coming out. So right. it was a whole year after the movie came out that the toys came out, right? Which really built up anticipation, right? And but they sold boxes. Did, did you see that? Yes. Were they? I mean, was we'll have these toys out to you? I remember. Basically, when that happened, I mean, it was because I think it happened a couple of times, like they had to fill orders where they ran out of a toy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, but they, <laughs> they like oversold. They were like, uh, yeah, this is going to be a minute for us to get these out to you. So it was, you know, they would actually put out commercials. Kenner will, you know, is going to come out with all these great toys and all this stuff. I mean, I, I remember the Kenner logo was just synonymous with Star Wars. You know, it was just one of the greatest, you know, one of the... I'd like to see a documentary about that or, or a movie about this mom and pop basically toy I mean, that's organization. A, that's essentially what the first episode is. <laughs> yeah. Is, is basically about Kenner and designing the toys and all that stuff. And it, it was fucking entertaining as all shit. Like, yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, He-Man? He-Man on there? He-Man's the second or third episode. What about Transformers? No, it's, there's eight of them and they've only dropped four so far. I guarantee a Transformers coming. He-Man, that's an interesting story. I'm, I'm going to watch this when I go home right I mean tonight I'm going to go home and watch Well I mean they they created the character He-Man Based on um, The Conan comic books Okay Who's the guy that drew them uh, uh, Rob, oh, Not Robert E. Howard It was uh, He's name dropped multiple times in it And uh, They created him based John on John Basima There was They created based on the Conan comic books And it was they It was just toys Mm-hmm and then um, they were at a pitch meeting, and, and they were like, uh, we can't just sell toys. I mean, Gotta have a with tie, Star man. Wars, there's these giant movies that mm-hmm. everybody loves come out, and then you sell the toys. Yeah. And like, oh, we didn't tell you that there's going to be a half-hour cartoon series? Of, of the, no, comic books is first. Yeah. Oh, we didn't tell you that we're putting out comic books with each one? Oh, you didn't tell us that. So they did the comic <laughs> books. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're getting ready to re-up They're like, yeah, well the comic books, I mean, it's it's good But, oh, we didn't tell you that uh, We're going to do a half hour cartoon series <laughs> <laughs> And then, so they have to go and make make the cartoon series and Yeah then, then they basically create 
She-Ra out of nowhere just so the girls can have a warrior lady to play with. Actually, that story was much better. <laughs> it's way more intricate and complex. I mean, the talk about women having girls growing up with an unrealistic unre- body image. Barbie and play with she Barbie. yeah. Talk about, what about boys? Oh, absolutely. But we don't count. <laughs> we can't, we, That's what you're supposed to be. If you're not that, you're a fat fuck, and no woman wants to fuck you. Jesus Christ, He Man could not have been more jacked. I know, and they were all, all of them were. They, they all they, they, well, yeah. was, they were all made the same. Yeah, so they just all put the a different head on them yeah. and they painted. Yeah. <laughs> there was one that stank, and they mixed something in with the mold. Stink or yeah, yeah, they mixed something in that made it smell like uh, decaying flesh. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. There was uh, man. It was I watched every episode of He Man, like. I ha- uh, it's on Netflix or it's on it was on it's Netflix. on Netflix yes and I watched every episode awful just <laughs> but you love it. I love it I mean I just sat there I mean I'll turn it on like there's always a lesson take a big dose of kratom like ah this is great and then I bought the first season of Transformers for fifteen bucks um, and um it's uh GI Joe was that one of them GI Joe is the last one that's up right okay. now I haven't put out the other four GI Joe had some really cool characters though. They did. They had um, Snake Eyes was everybody's favorite, I think. Remember Snake Eyes? Yes, of course. Snake Eyes. They was- didn't even paint him. He was just a black mold. <laughs> and uh, they and who was the white one that was basically the same thing as Snake Eyes? Storm Shadow. Yeah, he was. The- I can name. Okay. You got Roadblock. You got, you got Roadblock. Duke. Duke um, Scarlet. Lady J. Storm, I mean, well, that Storm Shadow was. We'll go through GI Joe's first. Okay, the core was Duke, Roadblock, Scarlet, Lady J, Leatherneck, um, Sergeant Slaughter. No, he was later. <laughs> he was a special guy. That fucking GI Joe movie was awesome. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Oh, the, the, uh, the animated movie was badass. Um, I'm trying to think who. I else. like that they made Sergeant Slaughter all jacked. Yeah, he's a instead of being a big fat guy, it's grill monsoon. Yeah. <laughs> big fat guy, <laughs> big old fat person. Monsoon. Oh um, wait, I'm trying to think all person? this. I'm trying to think of all this. Then there was a quick kick. He came along later. He's like Bruce Lee type. Um, Dusty. He was a desert. Oh, the magazine of the road, baby. <laughs> desert fox type guy. Uh, mainframe was a computer guy. Um. Low light was like a uh, man. You were into GI Joe's, huh? I just have a I have a photographic memory when it comes to all this shit. I don't know. The it's fucking weird. toys, man. The fucking I had. Some, they had a biography of the characters yeah. on the back of the toy because what they did, like uh, whenever they were dropping the three quarter inch mm-hmm. or the three and a quarter inch ones, they had the big ones back in the day. Yeah, then but they, they were discontinued. No good. It. Yeah, they were no good. They discontinued. It and nobody wants these anymore. And then they brought them back in like eighty three. Mm-hmm. But they were getting ready to come out with. Um, the new Star Wars shit, and they're like, let's dr- drop this for a year. And the guy that wrote all the comic books that went with the G.I. <coughs> put a little biography on the back of mm-hmm. everybody's card because he didn't have anything else to do at the right. time, and he was still getting paid. So, now I'll just put this on the back of the card. And smartest thing he ever did, those became collector's items. Oh, absolutely. And um, The artwork was great. Fuck yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. And then, the, just to make more characters, they started just putting people that worked there and like taking molds of their face, like making their face and putting them in. I didn't there. know they were doing that. <laughs> they based one on Jack Nicholson, shipwreck. Guarantee you they did. Um, Cause he had the hat. He talked like Jack Nicholson and you remember how Nicholson had the hat in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, the, yeah. the sailor's hat. That's a great movie. He wore a sailor's hat. His name was shipwreck. 
And I wouldn't call it a sailor's hat. I would call it a longshoreman's toboggan. But he wore he he definitely wore a hat like that, and that's who they base him on. See, for every special forces guy, they made a character basically, or every you know they had a green beret. Um, Duke was just a regular guy. Then there was Hawk. Hawk was the green beret, I think. And there's Red Warrior Animal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had uh, Leatherneck was the was the Marine T. I think he was a Marine Recon. Then they had a Navy SEAL. And they were like always fucking with each other. The really great defined characters. Based on Jesse Ventura. Was it? I have no idea. Probably. It probably fucking was. Um, and that was the cool part. And then the evil guys. Let me go through some of the evil guys. There was, uh, it was Destro. Destro. Destro was fucking great. Great. Cobra Commander. Head. What a fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Destro. Did you um, like the new G.I. Joe movies? I did not watch them because I'm not going to watch them. I like the second one. Because The Rock was in it. Rise of Cobra. I'm pretty cool with The Rock, man. I'll, I'll pretty much get it. Wasn't Jeffus Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Cobra Commander? I think he was Didn't the Didn't he do a really good job? I think he did the voice, yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. I Man. The Rock that, was Roadblock? Yeah, I'm cool with The Rock, man. Like, that fucking San Andreas movie, it's pretty good. Not not like not like Dunkirk or something like well, that. Well, no. I mean, you know what you're getting. It's an enjoyable fucking movie. Right. You turn your brain off, you watch The Rock save everybody. If a movie if it had a really great story, if I if I see Rampage and there's something heavy existential going on, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I won't want like, what kind of a weird thing are they really trying to weave intricate character? No. <laughs> like give me giant fucking creatures. Yeah. I want like they did a little bit of that in Kong Skull Island, but not enough to where it mattered. All right. Because uh John C. Riley was in it, and he was funny. I give that movie like a thumb and a half up. I thought it was pretty good. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm trying to HBO. I'm still running through all the characters. Fucking. <laughs> I can't think of the bad guys except for Cobra Commander, okay. Snake Eyes. There was Cobra Commander, Snake Eyes. No, Snake Eyes was a good guy. Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Um, Destro. Uh, Destro had a deep voice. The Baroness. Yeah, he was a black a dude. Real deep voice. The Baroness. Um. There was a professor guy. Then there was, uh, then they had the dreadnoughts who were, you remember them? They were like in from the fucking swamp somewhere. And then they, you know, it was just, they were like, I don't know. It was weird, man. Apparently the, uh, according to this documentary, which if you are going to watch them when you get home, it's awesome. Yeah. You should. Uh, the comics that came with the, the figures, because what they figured out is like, you, if you're advertising a toy, mm-hmm. you can only have seven seconds of animation, and then the rest of it has to be them playing with the toy. But yeah. we're not advertising a toy; we're advertising the comic book that comes with the, the, the toy comes with. Right. So the comic book av- advertisements were basically thirty second spots of these awesome cartoons. Right. Before the cartoon, before they actually had the show. Right. And they were much more violent. Like, the comic books were very violent. Oh, yeah. Death. But whenever they actually made the TV show. Yeah, they died. Anytime there was a, a plane shot out of the sky. Yeah, everybody, parachutes. Everybody had their parachute. Yeah, everybody yeah. got to survive. Yeah. So, that was the big difference. I'm, I'm remembering there was the, man, I'm even remembering the, the, the evil pilot who I really loved. His name was Wild Weasel. He was the evil guy. What yeah. toy did, did you, everybody wanted. The aircraft carrier. I never got that. Did you know anybody that had the aircraft? No. Neither did I. But I, I was one of the only kids, get this, I was one of the only kids around that I know of from my entire childhood, mind you, that had a Star Destroyer. 
Sears Star Destroyer was is that the for Death Star Wars? Is that the Death Star? No, they had the Death Star. Right? Is that the big triangle? Yes, thing? the okay. Star Destroyer. There was a special limited edition toy that only Sears made, and my dad bought us one. You still have it? No, we destroyed that fucker. We played with. <laughs> yeah, we played with. That's toys. what I was thinking. Like we fucked our shit up. Yeah, I was all the time getting my Joes fixed. My mom would buy rubber bands because it was a rubber band that held together. Yeah, because I remember twisting until the rubber band broke. We used my sister's uh, retainer uh, rubber braces. Bands. Uh, the rubber bands that came with the braces. <laughs> we used those. My mom would glue them together. <laughs> Like the, the little crotch piece would always break. Yeah. The kung fu grip, the thumb would always come mm-hmm. off. We didn't give a fuck. We fucked our shit up. Well, I mean, my dad, uh, when I was probably five, he went and he bought so many toys, Star Wars toys for us, that his arms were so full walking in the house that he was dropping them in the car. <laughs> he dropped the Death Star and it just he, he dropped. I mean, there were we got two of every man. We got, you know, I was mad because I didn't get a Boba Fett. There was a Boba Fett in the car. I was like, look, Santa left a Boba Fett in the car, but I was like, yeah, I sure he did. <laughs> hey, did they? Uh, did you uh, know that best the, Christmas ever in the comics? Boba Fett survived the so like yes because everybody it, loved him. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he like blew his way out of it, and there was supposed to be. A, <laughs> Standalone Boba Fett movie, but they're not sure they're going to do it. I don't think it would work. JJ yeah, Abrams make it work. Someone make it work. Yeah, but there is the Han Solo. Somebody made the Han Solo uh, joke. Han Solo. <laughs> I'm, I'm smuggling as good as I can, man. <laughs> yeah. You fucking stupid. That's basically what fucking uh, Benicio del Toro was in fucking the new Star Wars movie. That's c- 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 crazy. God. Um. Yeah, the fucking toys. I don't know what the toys are like now, but you could fucking get lost for hours with that shit. I see. I would like. I love McFarlane toys. He did the coolest toys. They're just, you know, he took that to the nth degree. You know. Interesting aside about Todd McFarlane. He's an interesting guy. They need to have an episode about him just by himself for that for that series. He's a fascinating guy. At the same time, at once one of the most loved and hated people in the comic book industry. He started on, um, I think he started his run on Spider-Man. And... Irving Spider-Man, attorney at law. <laughs> he... He he did Spider Man. It was a massive. If you can find Todd McFarlane comics from that era, did he? Was there was he a the, fuck ton of them. Did it? Was he the the uh, the writer and the artist? Yes, Spider Man. Yes, he did. A, he actually they rebooted Spider Man and started with Spider Man number one, right? And he was fighting the lizard, and it was much more serious, and it was fucking violent as shit. And then he brought in Venom, and it was just the artwork. I'm I'm punch up some Todd. Uh, yeah, they're making artwork. a Venom movie. Guess who's starring? My hetero man crush, Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna see the shit out of it, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, Tom Hardy's in it, man. Well, I don't like him that much to go I, see a movie that I, that I would dislike. Yeah, they it. can't fuck it up. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know much about Venom, but once again, he'll be acting with his face covered, just killing it. You should see him in Peaky Blinders. Is he, what kind of gangster is he? He's a Jew. He's a He's Jew? He's a jeweler. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, here's here's some of the art, Todd McFarlane's art. He he was the king of covers. Like he, he, the splash page was he was made to do splash pages. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's a fucking awesome tattoo, is what that is. And then he did. Um, there was one of the last issues he did. He fought the Hulk <laughs> because he got for some reason Superman level powers. And um, then the, here's when he did the lizard story arc. It's pretty cool looking lizard. Yeah, man. it's fucking awesome, dude. His artwork was so great. Then he did a. Um, oh, this this was my favorite uh, my favorite story arc he did. It was uh, the Phantom. No, it's just a. It's, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a really cool character. But then um, he did a story arc on. Um, on one of his most famous comics. I'm going to punch that one up. It's the best. The best piece he ever did when he was with Marvel. Wolverine fought the Hulk, and that went differently than a lot of people expected. Like. The Wolverine is not superhuman. I mean, other than his healing factor, and he does not have superhuman strength. He has none of that. You know what I mean? He's a guy who has a healing factor, and he has heightened senses. That is basically this the sum. Knives coming out of his. Fists. Yeah, well, that I mean there's that, but I'm saying that's the sum of his superhuman powers. Is he's with the claws and the and the mutant. He's healy and stabby. Yes, he is. It's Fast, uh, good instincts. You know, great fighter. I'm gonna punch that one up. I know this is not good for the media. I don't care. Nobody cares. They'll all still have their uh, New Year's hangovers by the time they listen. This is one of the most famous covers in comic book history. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, the reflection of the Hulk in his claws. It's pretty neat. People didn't do that kind of shit in art. I mean, he he came along at a great time for that. Well, and then just his his style when... um, when he would draw, I mean, just look at this panel, the way he draws Logan. It's pretty cool. It's so different. Smoke, yeah. Smoking a cig. Yeah, he he definitely drew him like that. Anyway, in this storyline, um, the Hulk and Wolverine fought. Wolverine killed the Hulk for a second, stuck him in the chest, and you know, and then you can't really kill the Hulk. The Hulk gets back up and he's holding his chest together while it's healing. And he says, let's try that again. And they start fighting. And, and if it had gone on, the Hulk would have killed Wolverine. It was so violent. So did that- Doug Dillinger and the security staff at WCW <laughs> break it up? <laughs> they wouldn't be able to break that one up. A bunch of referees come out later <laughs> in the arms. Um, he actually got into a, an argument. It began with that. That fight was so violent. There was so much blood and there was so much stuff that Stan Lee was uncomfortable with it, even though he liked to kind of give his artist creative control and writers and stuff. But he started stepping in. It was pissing Todd McFarlane off. It came down to one panel that Todd McFarlane quit over. X-Force and Spider-Man and Spider-Man were fighting the Juggernaut, right? It's a great comic. The the X-Force, which was the New Mutants, basically, the movie they're getting ready to make, which looks really good. It does look pretty cool. Um, he had his guy named Shatterstar. He had two swords. Well, there was a panel where his he was flying and he stuck Juggernaut in the eyes and they showed it. Like blood spurting, all kinds of stuff. And then Juggernaut pulling the swords out of his eyes and his eyes healing. You know, because the Juggernaut is unstoppable. You can, uh, He's mystical. He's not a mutant. I mean, that's why you got a name like that, a Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's a fucking awesome character. They never quite utilized correctly. But 
fucking uh, Stan Lee and, and Todd McFarlane got into such such a bitter. I don't even know if Stanley himself it was just Marvel's um, argument with Todd McFarlane was so bitter that Todd McFarlane quit and he went to, to form his own comic book uh, company with a bunch of artists who were fed up with Marvel called Image Comics, which gave us such titles as Spawn, The Max, um, y- y- some other titles that did not survive. Yeah. You know, and um, <laughs> a lot of their comics were bullshit, but then they had a lot of... It. The first appearance of uh, Hellboy is in is in an Image comic. Never, I've never seen a Hell, one of the, any of the Hellboy movies, but... Hellboy one, eh, I can do like without it. Fun. Hellboy two is great. I love it. Um, but anyway, he started making toys and toys for this company, and the toys are awesome. He does toys for every movie he loves. He does toys for you know licensed comic books, all this stuff. And you know, I think it would be a very interesting documentary just about him, how he took on the comic book industry, and for a while he won. Like Image was fucking mopping the floor with Marvel and DC both, because they relied. But here's the, their weakness of that: they relied a lot on the splash page and the splash the page. Mm-hmm. Yes, the splash page. No, well, the, there's the cover, of course. The splash page when you open it up and it's just, and it's two pages, usually maybe just one. They started doing the two page splash where it was the first panel. It was huge, and they were known for that. But they weren't known for their strength of story, even though. They had a couple. Gen 13 was a great comic. Spawn, it's debatable whether Spawn was a good comic. I like the cartoon that was out. Spawn? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It was okay. But the thing about Spawn was is that it's a it's a truly unoriginal character. It's Spider-Man, right? It's, it, well, it's, it's, it's everybody. It's Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, <laughs> um, Ghost Rider. I don't think Superman's in there. Batman. Maybe his cape. A little bit of Batman. All that combined together. Todd McFarlane was not known for his originality. He was known for his different take on things. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that would be just a great documentary about, about Todd McFarlane. I wonder what they'll do. Because I can't think of any other big iconic toys that are going to make... You know, like the well, there's trend. Let's run through the Transformers. Will definitely be. It'll, it'll they be. Have one. to be. Gobots. You could do one about Transformers versus Gobots. Like make that an episode. I guarantee there's going to be an episode about the Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh yeah. One of them was about Barbie, which was pretty interesting, really. Of course, I'm not into Barbie. Did you ever see the Simpsons episode where they were the, you know, the Simpsons, the the Barbies Malibu Stacy? Yeah. Do you ever see the one where Lisa hated the? Bullshit Malibu talking Malibu Stacy was saying. I don't I don't do math. That's too hard. Yeah. Let's let's make some sandwiches for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> let's forget all tra- all our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream. <laughs> strawberry ice cream's not great. My daughter's favorite too. Chocolate's the best. Chocolate all day, every day. Ne- I like Neapolitan. Yeah, I'll give me yeah, give me all that. Yeah, of yeah. course. I like I like, I like mixing it together. Just completely. Well, no, I like to have them separated, but take a bite of each. You ever had a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich? No. Your world is about to change. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> Go to Kroger's. You built me up, have. then crush me. <laughs> of course, that's what I do. Blow, yeah. It's my thing. What else you want to talk about? We've talked about toys a lot. I, I use the G.I. Joes the most. I didn't have any Star Wars stuff, because I wasn't really into Star Wars. I told you yesterday, that probably those G.I. Joe were better toys. The thing I watched the most from the Star Wars was probably those two Ewok movies that they put out on TV. Because <laughs> where else was like, where was I going to see Star Wars? Uh, we didn't go I to the movies. Them. I watched them. 
I wasn't, uh, we didn't, my first movie that I saw in a theater was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in 1988. Star Wars was gone by then. Um, okay, let's see. Let's run through. Okay. I had the planes mostly with, because I had the, the WWF ring with the ropes and everything. Yes. I used my G.I. Joes as wrestler guys because they were pretty to scale to oh, yeah. the height of the wrestlers. You think that was by design? I don't know. I think it probably was. Well, they said whenever they first were doing the G.I. Joes, like the three and a quarter inch or whatever, they didn't make villains for them. Yeah. Because they wanted people to use them to fight against the Star Wars guys if they wanted to. They wanted the kids to have their own fun with them, for fuck's sake. Which, that's a cool idea. But, it, it, I mean, for every baby face, there needs to be a heel. Absolutely. But I would just use them as uh, wrestler guys because, the remember, the wrestling figures, you couldn't do anything with them. They were just unposable, you know? Yeah. They were just blocks of rubber, essentially. You're, oh, man, that's that was one. Stretch uh, Armstrong. <laughs> no, okay. I don't remember this thing. Do you remember this thing? The Sony Walkman in the 80s? Yeah, I remember tape Walkmans. I mean, <laughs> the device changed the face of portable electronics. It ran through batteries like nobody's business. I'm like I'm eighty percent sure the battery industry created the Walkman. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're kidding. Um, well, here's here's a short list. You have uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. That'll right. definitely be one of them. That they Transformers. I'm guessing Rainbow Color Bright. Forms. I don't know about that one. Shrinky Dinks, basically. Terrible. Uh, well, actually, if you could call them right, they look really good. Care Bears. Mm. Gobots. I don't, I don't remember Gobots. I mean, I know about Gobots, but I don't remember playing. They were them. shitty Transformers. That's all they were. Strawberry Shortcake. I guarantee that's going to be one. Viewmaster. No, I played with Viewmaster. Um, the handheld electronic games like baseball, stuff like that. Um, then there was... Uh, I'm remembering some. My, one of my favorites was Mask. These guys would have these. Starring Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Boy, I wish. No. They ha- had these masks and they had vehicles that transformed. Everything was a transformer at some point. But they had these vehicles that transformed into weapons. And the guys from Mask controlled. It sounds pretty cool. You're all tangled up in cords and yeah, shit. Over. Right. I'm going to find this if I can find the. Uh, the best thing about these cartoons was their uh, opening sequences on, uh, on the cartoons. Hmm. Mask cartoon. Let's see. Here's the intro to Mask. Oh, shit. Turn it up here. This, this could not be more 80s if Cindy Lauper's twat showed up. If Cindy Lauper was 69ing with Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> Pretty rock and soul, actually. Yeah, the villain was Venom in this. Oh. 
There was a there was a couple of those. There was that one. There was there was, Hi- there was Hyperions. There was something that we got that you put a tape in the VCR, and you had like a a blaster or something, mm-hmm. and it would tell you when to shoot. And I'm that might have been a failed game Captain system. Power. Captain Power. I remember Captain Power. I'm look this son of a bitch up on the YouTube because I remember thinking that yeah, I was shooting down all these things. But now, like, I mean, whenever I turned like 10, I was like, wait, <clears throat> there was never any batteries in this. Like, what the fuck? That might have been one of the uh, Philips CDI deals. I don't remember having a, a CD. But, yeah, there were different episodes of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'd, and you, would, you would play along with your little thing. Fucking ad. But here's the Captain Power intro. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. I remember Captain Power, yeah. Captain Power and the soldiers of the future. Earth 2147. And you're in the game. Yeah, you're playing along. When man fought machine and machines won. Biodreads, monstrous creations that hunt down human survivors. That's Terminator. That's all that is. Volcania. Especially kind of scared Stronghold and fortress of Lord Dread, feared ruler of this new order. But from the fires of the metal wars arose a new breed of warrior, born and trained to bring it's also down sort of Mad Max. Dread. Yeah, it is very much Dread so. Empire. They were soldiers of the future, mankind's last hope. Their leader, Captain Jonathan Power, master of the incredible <laughs> Captain Jonathan. Which anyway, this was a thing that we we had, and I want to see like Michael Tank Ellis. What the fuck? Like, was there a? How did this come around? Like, what the fuck? I remember playing like. Not really Planet, whatever it was. Captain Power. Of course, we remember Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Power Toys. Okay. And these things are selling for 85 bucks. It came with... Okay, you get this... Yeah. You get the fucking big-ass ship and the tape that comes with it. With yeah. However many episodes. But you didn't really do anything. It says it's interactive. But is it... Well, we neglected one, Thundercats. Oh, yeah, Thundercats. Snarf was on the... (laughs) Snarf, snarf. (laughs) Centurions, that was the one I was thinking of. They had all kinds of different shit. Like, they had a... They had an air guy and a water guy. Air guy. (laughs) And they would... You know, they would go like that, and they had different... You know, of course, it's add-ons that you could buy for... I mean, the cartoons were... I mean, I, I know every... Time one of these would come on, my parents were sitting there like, "Fuck, it's going to cost us a fucking fortune." You know, <laughs> that is literally what what they created them for. Well, of course, and and we're no different. Like you know, of course, I've got a sixteen year old now, so she's into music and stuff like that. So that's fine. But are they right now? Are they are they creating characters just to for toys and making TV shows out of them? Probably, like, I mean, that's not My like, Little Pony not was like they, Not like they were. My Little Pony's still kicking. My Little Pony. <laughs> it's turning into a real weird thing, too. Yeah, <laughs> real weird. Like, guys and grown men are collecting them. Like, mercy. Um, Creepy. I know, it's weird. Um, and some, but some cartoons never, 
they released toys that were, but they the toys were never popular. Smurfs released toys. The Smurf toys were shit. You know, um, I don't remember having any of those. They were very. I, I don't. I might be even thinking about that wrong. They might never release toys. I think they did, but it wasn't like a huge deal, right? Uh, and then there were some things that were. Yeah, I remember Willow. Willow tried to release toys, and they just did not fucking sell. But that's you know, the, I, uh, I was watching Life's Too Short with Warwick Davis. It is the cringiest fucking show ever. It's like, oh my god, this guy. You know, I know it's not real, of course, but it's so bad. And he he references Willow, and he, it's one of the funniest jokes. He said, "I was in Willow, and yes, we we've almost made the the money back from that movie because <laughs> it just didn't do well, and they made toys for it. And it just, I loved know, it when I was a kid. It's actually not bad. It's a, it's a good movie, and um. That's another interesting thing is that they wrote Chris Claremont, who was a big writer for the X-Men and George Lucas, actually, team, because George Lucas wrote Willow. Ron Howard directed it. Yeah. That's the reason it wasn't bad. It was a good movie. It was pretty good. I'm, I'm, when I was a kid, I, don't, I liked it. I don't know. I if think I it did pretty now. well at the box office. You know I mean? It was so expensive that it, yeah, it just couldn't do well it just, Yeah. Just, it was supposed to be the next Star Wars, and it just failed. Uh, they probably had nine movies out. Oh, they had a plan to make more. I mean, of course they had a plan to make more, but they didn't do it. So George Lucas and Chris Claremont teamed up and wrote three books, which are really good. But anyway, um, but some movies that were really successful had toys that weren't successful. Lord of the Rings tried to release toys. Nobody bought them. They didn't want them. You know, it was just, kids going to see those fucking. That's the thing, movies. though. They weren't the the Lord of the Rings movies weren't kids movies. They were. I mean, it, I was 20 when I saw, 21, 22, maybe when I saw the first one. It barely held my attention. And I, I was like, I'm not watching any more of these. I can't believe you didn't like that first movie, man. It's so fucking good. Hey, should I try it again? Should I? Should I create them up? I've, yes, you should. <laughs> I've, I've got some Kratom at the house. <laughs> A fuck ton of Kratom at the house. And yes, watch it. And you can watch it, the extended version, on my Amazon. Let's talk about how Return of the Jedi is basically Home Alone. <laughs> Forgotten that's fucking hilarious. The Ewoks are Kevin McAllister, <laughs> young plucky Kevin McAllister, <laughs> and the Stormtroopers, the Empire. They're the Wet Bandits. <laughs> in that movie, a lump of shit. It, I mean, there's the fight at the Sarlacc pit where uh, Luke kicks that one guy and misses by nine feet. Yeah, yet he sells it. Yeah, I've seen. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> they should have maybe did a second take on that. Yeah, song. no, it was, it was. You know that scene was really a lot worse than that originally, and they recut it where it's longer and better. And other than other than that, that scene was pretty cool, and like the obvious CGI of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, with the big beak. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like any with those movies, anytime I see the obviously weird, the fucking like the musical song, number, <laughs> like the that song, was the worst. Fucking I got thing physically ever. mad. I got steaming Sitting. mad. I walked around the house whenever that came on. Did whenever. you really? No. No. Okay. But I knew it was coming because I'd watched them a couple of years ago. Completely and, ruined the movie. And I watched that one when it was in theaters again. Uh, and let's let's discuss the fact how it. dark it was. The fact that Jabba raped fucking Princess Leia. Yeah. Totally did. Big tongue. Like, I'm going to have to fuck this guy. But also, another staple of Star Wars movies is within five minutes of meeting the Ewoks. They're all friends. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? What's up? Hey, little teddy bear guy. She gives him a rice cake. Oh, you gave me a cookie. It's going to be fine. She gives him a rice cake, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) what would also be Fozzie Bear? (laughs) Waka, waka, waka. (laughs) 
telling Rolf. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Play the piano. Well, I. <laughs> but like the, it, it's, it's hilarious because this 80 pound, 80 pound, 40 pound Ewok swings over on a vine and hits a full grown man and just knocks him into kingdom come. From all that force from this tiny teddy bear hitting this full-grown man. See, the novelization was actually was actually a little more believable because the Ewoks were not; they were more mouse-like, as in fast and like you know what I mean. They they knew how to use the terrain and stuff like that. That is believable. Okay, that is Vietnam. That is a clearly clearly a military superior force getting fucking mopped up by people who know the terrain. You can sell it that way. What you can't sell is, like I said, a race of sentient teddy bears. They're basically the fucking Care Bears <laughs> defeating the Galactic Empire. <laughs> and then, I, I, again, I, I've said it as a joke, but it's true. Who had to answer for that? Who had to go back and answer to the fucking the, the empires who succeeded? You know what I mean? Who succeeded the throne after? Because the empire didn't collapse immediately after that. It just didn't. So who had to answer for that debacle? You know? It was terrible. I, I always imagine the stormtrooper standing there, with the commanding stormtrooper, probably in something like Phasma, standing there with a helmet under his arm, and this official looking at him and going... <laughs> what the fuck happened? Just dressing him down like Coach Huggins dressing down a ref. Oh God, <laughs> worse. <laughs> Just like oh God, I can't imagine. Like, and what the fuck? Why? What did he want to make the third one? Like for kids? Was it? Was it? What, toys? I'm telling you what happened with this. The first one he directed, and it was this big breakout success. George Lucas is a nerd, and what nerds are. are really susceptible to is getting that ego built up, right? Oh, yeah. So, here's what happened. He made the first one. Probably got his first. Everybody got jazzed up about it because the special effects were way ahead of time, you know, and all this shit. But they never, but he, nobody really sat down and thought about how terrible the movie actually is, how bad the dialogue is, how stilted the story is. If you take how, away the, it's bad. the pew pew, it's not great. It's not good. It's not good. So, what happened was Irvin Kershner took over the second one. It, we, we've both agreed on this. Going back and watching The Empire Strikes Back, The Empire Strikes Back, by any measure, is a great fucking movie. Pretty good. I enjoy it. So there's that. I mean, we were sitting there watching. I was like, I can't believe, I can't, re just remembering how good that movie is. That wounded George Lucas terribly. So, so put teddy bears in this motherfucker. So what he did was no. What actually was supposed to happen originally was supposed to be the Wookies. They were supposed to go to the planet of the Wookies. So that would have been so much more compelling. Yeah, one of, they actually did that in one of the uh, one of the prequels where the Wookies were fighting. But anyway, he they appointed this this director named Richard Marquand. Hold on one second. Okay. Whenever they're if if. If this would have happened and they would have went to the planet of the Wookiees in Return of the Jedi, the first thing Han Solo says when they get down there, Wookiee here. <laughs> Could you tell with every breath of the, uh, God, that's going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> How do you spell Wookiee? I know it's all W-O-O-K-I-E. I, I think it's spelled different than that. No, it isn't. I think it is. I think it has two Ks. You go ahead and say what you're going to say. Um, I can't. Well, where was I going? Oh, they, K I E E, my friend. Okay, whatever. Weird. 
but they 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 got Richard Marquand to take over the the to take over this movie. But all Richard Marquand was was a puppet of George Lucas. He did everything. He was a George Lucas yes man. That's in the annals of, the, of these movies everybody's talking about. And by the way, what I was going to say before I forgot is, can you not tell that Harrison Ford hated that movie with every fiber of his being? Yep. Every moment he's in, he is not genuine. He doesn't give a shit. We all know this. He actually at the at the he actually got into kind of a feud with George Lucas because they were asking him about it. He's like that ending wasn't very good, was it? The teddy bear's picnic. You know, he just he was not impressed with the Return of the Jedi. He knew, and you could tell that he was down for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. He's like, this is a good fucking movie, man. He read it. But again, Irvin Kershner directed that one. Irvin Kershner is behind the brilliance of that movie. That wounded George Lucas so bad that he basically wanted to direct the movie or putting something in place that he would just be a yes man. He could make his movie and then he could come out and say, well, I made this movie all along. He just did everything I said. Yeah, he did. And look how bad it fucking sucked. You know, I can't even it think had of one good was, moment in the movie. Yeah, pretty much. There wasn't anything great in it. The lightsaber battles. Let's be honest. The lightsaber battles weren't that great back then. They were okay. The one in Empire Strikes Back was great. That one was good. Okay. But was it as good as the shit? The with one the, with the red guards with <laughs> Ray and, and uh, Kylo Ren? I don't think so, man. This shit was awesome. But if you want to go by that, there there's not a lightsaber battle in the prequels that isn't good. That is true. Those lightsaber battles. That Darth Maul fucking Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi fight. If you just boil those down to the action, yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) But whenever we're doing economics of intergalactic space travel and fucking trade routes, oh god, it's so bad. But um, (laughs) okay, taxes. So accountants love that movie. The thing that pissed me off is after I'd purchased it, of course. There's the moment that we've all talked about, that I've talked about at length, about the end of Return of the Jedi with Vader wounded, the Emperor killing Luke with the Force Lightning, and Vader picks him up and chucks him down that pit. It is so much more powerful to watch that where Vader doesn't go, no, no, and picks him up. No, that should not happen (laughs) in the fucking movie. That was so much... No, no, it should have, it should just be Vader in the, and he has destroyed, I think, the other copies where he doesn't say that. Like, man, it was, can't you see as a filmmaker, even I, as somebody who's never made a movie, a student, a, a, a fan of film and somebody who fancies himself pretty good at picking out what's good and what's not of, <coughs> of things and knowing that was better before he said anything, he doesn't say anything. He just picks up the emperor and chucks him down the pit. And that's, you know, the one good thing in that I will say is that you you finally get to see Vader vulnerable. Like when Luke cuts his his hand off and he's like, you know, he's got his hand up and he's like begging him not to kill him basically. That was a really hard thing to watch even now. You know, you get to see this monolithic unstoppable guy just become vulnerable and scared, you know. Thought his own son was going to strike him down. You really thought that was going to happen, you know, and um, that was the only thing worth watching in that entire Very movie. Very heavy-handed about revealing that Leia's his sister. Leia, Leia, you know, I, <laughs> Harrison Ford was pretty good when he was like, "Well, fine, then go with him." <laughs> she couldn't tell. You him. can tell Luke. Is that who you can tell? <laughs> you know, it's it's not a good movie. No, it isn't. I would say it's the worst one. Other than the prequels. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely that. I mean, that's, Phantom Menace is the worst one. The other two I prequels. I disagree. 
Attack of the Clones is it's the worst. Worse, one. really? Yeah. Maybe I should rewatch that one because, I, like I said, I've only watched the edited <coughs> where they take out all the stupid shit. God, it'd be so much better. I think they were on YouTube a couple years ago when I did it. I need to check that out. I watch it. I would buy it strictly for the Darth ba- Darth Maul. Of course, I can watch it on YouTube. You can watch the entire Darth Maul fight. You know. Do you remember it. in the Last Jedi whenever there's this thing coming down and shooting steam out? And then it pulls away, and it's an iron. It's yeah, firing. yeah. You know what? That's a, a nod to what? Hardware Wars. Oh, is it? Yeah, is that independent? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, and because there's a scene because all the ships are irons. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's a nod to. I thought that was pretty awesome. That's man. Hardware Wars is hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> Last Jedi is a good movie. What do you think on on second viewing? Fucking great. Yeah. Second best? There's a lot of parallels between it and Empire, too. Yeah. I think. Empire's better. I tend to uh, go with the thing that's newer that looks the best for, for that's me. That's fair. Because that's I'm fair. pretty... Uh, when it comes to movies, unless it's like one of my top five mm-hmm. things, I'm pretty uh, superficial. I'm Well, I'm going with story and feeling. There's a feeling that I still get watching the empire strikes back that i got when i was five or no i was i would have been th- i would have been three i remember going to see the empire strikes back when i was a little kid jesus christ i, did, I remember it i remember it because i remember going to um my cousins after in bedford road in south hills and sitting outside in the cold i remember that and and talking about that movie and talking about i'm gonna say it's it's tied for first with empire for me that's fair and then second is probably uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, mm-hmm. I would think. I mean, I know that's not popular for the nerds. Third is Star Wars, and then in descending order, all the prequels. And yeah, I, I, there's not. There's. I mean, you can nitpick and say that the entire thing on the gambling planet was stupid, which it was. But yeah, it, it was. also set up a lot of other stuff. I guess it, <laughs> it set up the fucking kid with the force at the end. That's what it set up. It that, set up that there's fucking fair. slaves there taking care of these weird animals. Yeah, that's what it set up, and that's what they're fighting for. I, I think. I think the third movie. I think that Abrams is going to pull in all the stops. And it's just is he be, directing the third one? Yeah, he's already he already declared that he's well. I think it's going to pull out something just staggering. How good it's going to be, you know. He did that with Star Trek. It's pretty good Star Trek movies. Fucking the, ones, the one that he did, right? He did one. He did two. He did the first two. <laughs> the third one's a, not good, right? Nah, it's garbage. It's dog shit. I've heard it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Simon Pegg wrote it. I like Simon. I Pegg like Simon too. Pegg too, and I wanted to like it. I Maybe wanted if, to, I wanted to like it so bad. If they'd have got uh, Edgar <laughs> Wright to direct it, Simon Pegg wrote it because he writes all the all those movies. And he really believed in it too. Like he was, he did a thing where there was, he talked to you before the movie came out and you know, I, I, I love Simon Pegg so much that I really wanted to like it, but it was just not good. I mean, for one thing, if you're going to write something and you're going to write, you know, the Klingons were not in the first two movies. Why wouldn't you make the villains Klingons? And if you've got Idris Elba, why wouldn't you make him the best fucking Klingon ever? <laughs> he is designed to be an Elizabethan, big, powerful, scary fucking Klingon. He is That is an Oscar-winning role down the fucking middle. You know what I mean? Put him in all the getup. Make him a warrior. Give him the braids. Give him all that cool shit. It's going to be badass. We all know it's going to be badass. <laughs> no, you concoct some stupid fucking villain that nobody gives a shit about. 
Was it really some cockamamie uh, bullshit? Oh, it's garbage, dude. I fucking hate it. I just never watched it because- I went on a date to see that movie. A couple people told me it was bad, so I just never never even gave it a chance. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of the first two. Star Trek in the Darkness was great. It had all the hallmarks of a great Abrams movie. The story was good, cut and dry, not too complex, just complex enough. Um, Great flashing cinematography where the, the camera is like- Acknowledged on oh, the lens flare. Yes, all that. I love that. That's one of his best qualities, you know, uh, when uh, of his filmmaking. Um, he's able to use space and scale. That's one of the things that Abrams is. He's John Ford. He uses the long shot that John, John Ford used. The the juxtaposition of the giant fucking landscape with the tiny fucking wagon yeah, like and horses with Ray and uh, yeah, Force Awakens with the Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the, I like those first two Star Wars, and I like the fucking J.J. Abrams. It's Super Eight. That's really good. I need to see that. Yeah, it's set in Weirton. You said it's filmed in Weirton. I don't know what weird town they named, but um, it's basically an '80s movie. It's an '80s kids adventure movie with supernatural shit happening. Cool. <laughs> I need to see. Stand it. by me. It's Stranger Things. It's all of it. It's it's all the shit. I heard mixed reviews about it, though. I liked it. I liked the shit out of it. I'm sure I would like it. When are we getting this Goonies sequel? Is what I want to know. Is there going to be a Goonies sequel? Yes, and everybody's in it. Really? Yes. I'm looking this up right now. Goonies 2. Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Well, there was a video game Goonies 2. Maybe that's what we're talking about. It says from November third will likely still happen. Sean Aston, I'll go watch it. I don't know. Oh yeah, you got anything else you want to run your mouth about? No, I think it's. I think we've done enough nerd damage today. We have. What song should we go out to for the last episode? Well, the first episode of twenty eighteen. Um, hold on. Should we make it a? A banger, a hip hop song, maybe some Miley Cyrus. It's uh, recently added. How about something not so? Um, oh, I got a good hip hop song. Great, plug it in. Let's do this. All right, ready? Yep. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? <laughs> Don't you, Did you know, know I'm loco? Just <laughs> <laughs> hits from the bong. This is uh, insane in the brain. <laughs> Every one of their songs sound the same. Yeah, and they're all awesome. Pack it up, pack it in. Let, Let me, me begin. begin. <laughs> I came to win, battle me. We, could, we could be the hip hop chut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Merry New Year. Go fuck your mother. I'm thinking it's all over when I go out drinking. Oh, making my mind slow. That's why I don't.